0: All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos, eight seven seven three seven. Grind is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios as we keep it rolling, getting to these NFL games. So we'll see how Dallas plays out Sunday night. Uh, before we look at some of these other games, let's get to the uh, we know the main important one, especially since what took place last night in Arrowhead. And that's the Denver Broncos hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of stuff surrounding this game. Um, (coughs) I've been talking about this one here for the last couple weeks now. Um, I'll stand on it. I don't like throwing out. I don't believe in must-win games in week one. But this is the closest you're going to get to a must-win. You almost, if you are a Denver Bronco fan or you're on this particular organization, um, have interest in it. You would do if you're going to lose one of these two first games at home. The ideal thing is to protect it, and I think you know, for the course of what I have followed from Sean Payton's career, he is all about protecting this house. They were tough as hell to beat in the Superdome. Now, a lot of that was the home field advantage, the noise and everything like that. So I know he's preaching that, and he's big on the home field advantage. Um, Now, our guy, Troy Rink, you know, which next time we have one, I got to give Troy credit because Troy, like— I've seen some of his press conference with Sean, and Sean's got a little bit of that pop in him too regards to Sean. like you, He barely lets you finish the question before he's already anticipating an answer, but Troy does a good job um, in regards to questions. But, you know, he kind of downplayed it in regards to this is an important game because it's a division game. He kind of downplayed the robbery part. He said he only believes really in rivalries in college. Even though I've been preaching and I stand by it that Sean is a good, he's one of the best division coaches within the division and pretty much studying the weakness of his opponents. Um, I mean, look, I said it yesterday. If you're the Denver Broncos and you're going to be considered a player in the playoffs or in this division, this is a game that you've got to find a way to win. Even if it doesn't look pretty, I don't expect this offense to look crisp the first three to four weeks of the season. I think they will get better as the year goes about. But I don't care how you get it done. You've got to find a way to – I don't care if it's 17 to 14. I don't care if it's 10 to 6. They've got to find a way to win. They've lost, I think now to the Raiders, they've lost six straight games to the Raiders. At least five. I know it's at least five, maybe six straight. I talked about it yesterday. Josh Jacobs have dominated them on the ground. He's averaging over 100 yards. Um, they've got to figure out how to stop the run. And I think the other thing, too, is I, what I'm interested to see is Sean, because Sean's very hands on, even when it comes to game planning schemes for blocking guys from the offensive line and everything. Um, I'm very eager to see what they're going to do, uh, with my guy, uh, what's my name's name? Nasbitt on the, on the, on the Raiders, the, the beast. Um, it, who is it, did I get it right? Who what am I thinking of? Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Why am I saying Nasby? Max Crosby. NASA was there years year. Yeah, back. Crosby. My bad. Max. What are they gonna do to retain him, to contain him? In regards to are they gonna chip him a lot or what are they gonna do? Because he's wrecked the last he's wrecked a couple games. Uh the last few Denver games on their on their D line. He's he's wrecked the game up pretty good on their offensive line. Um This whole offseason, again, I'm I'm trying to be patient because, again, I've said I know there's a difference from blocking for Lamar Jackson in the type of scheme that they had in Baltimore uh, talking about powers. I want to be patient because I think there is a transition, a guy that's so used to blocking for a guy like Lamar than when you're going to block for a guy like Russell or anybody else. But it hasn't looked good early on in the preseason with Powers. McGlitchy's pretty much didn't really play in the preseason because he was dealing with a little injury. Then he had a personal matter, family matter that he was waiting for the team. Uh, but the trenches on both sides. Um, this is a very, very crucial year for Randy Gregory, I believe. Um, he got a good contract. Uh, From George Payton. Um, I also believe that, you know, the question that he's always had going back to even with the Cowboys is really his availability. You know, can he stay healthy? I think if he stays healthy, I think Randy Gregory is a dog. I think he can become a very, uh, Top echelon pass rusher when he's healthy, he's in the conversation, and if he has the right state of mind, we know Randy Gregory has fought some demons in his career. But you know, when he signed this contract over a year ago, he's pretty much you know past that. And this is the one that George stole in the 23rd hour uh, from Jerry. This is a big year for him because he's not Sean's guy. He didn't he didn't draft him. So I'm looking at these guys that really have to hit the ground running. Um, and it's going to be tough. I mean, you're going into this with a couple of your wide receivers, top-wide receivers not there. And I know Jerry Judy's been practicing. Uh, I think he practiced yesterday. I think I heard Sean this morning when he met with the media say he looked pretty good in regards to down the fields. Um, I still would be a little bit surprised if he plays. Uh, but then on the other hand, maybe not because this is a division game, man. It's very important. This is an important division game. So and that that's the reason why I think that there would be him go. But I think if you're dealing with a hamstring, again, you got to really proceed with caution. And I think if you have a guy that I hold in high regards and play calling, you, you know – you can still find a way to navigate through this. Because even though I think in the preseason that Raiders defense looked like they're playing with better effort, they're a little bit better than horrible they were last year, but I still feel like, you know, you can make some plays still, especially at home in the secondary, where maybe you can get past this and buy Jerry Judy another week. What do you got, John?
1: On the official injury report today, uh, Judy listed as questionable, has been limited in practice uh, this week. Uh, Somebody else limited today making the injury report without a game designation is PS2. Hmm. Uh, He appeared on uh, the injury report today with an ankle. Um, Now, again, Sean Payton hasn't decided whether he's doubtful, questionable, or ready to go for Sunday yet. Um, So no game designation. Uh, But he popped up on there.
0: It'll be all right. He'll be there. He'll be there. Um, you know, I I don't anticipate him being on Devontae Adams the whole game. I think this is another part that I'm interested in because I – even though we know how horrid the offense has been for the Denver Broncos over the last few years, um, and I think it can't get any worse than it did last year. I really don't. Uh, but the one thing I will tell you that there's a concern to me is really this defense. I mean, is it going to be, and look, they have high, I mean, it's a high standard, especially the way they played last year. Um Vance Joseph, I I mean, I I like Vance, Um, you know, never met him, but, you know, he seems like he's a good guy. I know I really think he kind of got a raw deal when he was the head coach here. He just walked in a a mess of a situation, no ownership, Uh, Joe Ellis and John running amok, Uh, no quarterback, bad roster. It it was tough. And, and, And the Denver faithful were very hard on Vance, you know. Uh, but I think you know he's comfortable. He's back in his hometown. I mean he he wants he moved back here. But what is that defense gonna look like? Like you it's to the point where you can march up and down. I'm a defensive guy. I don't mind a defense that allows a team to march up and down, but where are you at keeping them out the end zone? And for the last two or three years, Denver has had pretty much and even under Vic Vangio, they've had a top three to five red zone defense. And that's something that a standard that I believe that has to be kept. They're pretty deep in the secondary. I mean, I think Denver, if you talk about these deep spots, if you want to say who's deeper, I think they're a little bit better than the linebacker than we thought. I think we're going to see that this season. But I think they're deep in secondary. But it still comes down to is Vance Joseph, is his system that he's using, and Sean is hard on his assistant coach as well, is that going to live up to the expectations Of this particular organization, what they have when it comes to that defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm very eager to see what special teams look like. Denver has basically been dumpster juice special teams for the last six or seven years. Okay, there's there's a lot. It just goes back. I know it sounds cliche and y'all's tired of hearing about it, but it is true when he's talking about there's a lot of dirty hands. There's a lot of dirty hands, the reason why Denver has made a record in being the only team that has missed the playoffs this many years after winning the Super Bowl because there's been a lot of leaking holes. But the Sean and Russ era officially gets started Sunday. Now, on the other side of the thing, with the Raiders, they're dealing with a strange situation with Chandler Jones. I don't know all the details that's going on. I know they called out, like, um, I don't know, they had the... uh, They sent some people, some team officials to go check check him out at the home. They were worried about some tweets he was tweeting out, really saying like, hey, is he mentally okay? Is he okay? Now, Chandler Jones says that he never really wants to play for Josh McDaniels again. Now, this is very interesting to me because you know Chandler Jones was with Josh McDaniels in New England. He's a New England guy. And, you know, even when New England had him and then Chandler went on to play with the Arizona Cardinals – You haven't really – I've never – when his time with the Cardinals and his short time with the – I mean, excuse me, his time with the the Patriots and his short time with the Cardinals, I've never heard Chandler Jones have any problems, uh, you know, with coaches. Now, this sounds like this is a personal matter. I mean, I know um, Josh McDaniels was very – you know edgy when he said hey it's an eternal matter we've already spoken on it, it's this but he's not supposed to be he unlike chris jones he ain't even gonna be in the building regardless he's not even with the team from what i've heard so that's another pass rusher that's not gonna be there for them to help out mad max okay not Nesbitt. mad max all right what do you got
1: well, you also get to see Texas Tech's uh, Tyree Wilson, who the Raiders took seventh overall. Okay, there you uh, go. in the spring draft too. So, okay. it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because that if he delivers, I guess you know in, in week one, you kind of feel like okay. Let the let the Chandler situation be what it is. We can feel comfortable moving forward. You know, McDaniel's did say, you know, saying of his, speaking of his locker room that they're focused on the competition and control can, and controlling what they can control. Um, so it's, it's from his perspective, uh, he's putting it out there that this is not even a, a stir in the locker room at all. Uh, and and I feel like if you're if you rookie that you took again top ten uh,
0: can come in to deliver, then it makes everything all the easier. It's not a problem in the locker room as long as you get some Ws. Uh, these guys put a lot of – they put their bodies through a lot from the offseason and during the season. It's the same thing I said about the Chris Jones situation in Kansas City. There's going to come a time if, – if Chris Jones is really serious about holding out to week six or seven, whatever he said – If they end up hovering around 500 or lose a couple more games, they're going to be guys in that locker room looking at Andy Reid, like, get my guy back in here. Josh can say what he wants to. First of all, Josh McDaniels has no skins on the wall in coaching yet. He had a horrible 10-year start in his early career. Now, he was younger. I would like to think he's a more mature person now, but he set a franchise of the Denver Broncos back, in my opinion, back four years in general from some of his incompetent moves he made, trying to be too much of Bill Belichick when he showed up to town. And number two, again, you've got a situation where, you know, Devontae Adams has been playing nice up to this point. We already know he was not happy in regards to what happened with Derek Carr. And we also, in my opinion, feel like I don't think he's happy with this playbook in regards to the direction they want to go. Now, the other intriguing thing on this particular matchup is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's a winning quarterback. Jimmy's back with his former offensive coordinator. Okay, DeVonte Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. This is a situation where the keys to victory I think on both sides are really going to be settled in the trenches. I think the Raiders offensive line, I think they have a top 7 to 8 offensive line, definitely top 10 offensive line. Um and this is still, you know, a D-line where you go in with some questions even though. You got Cooper, you got Gregory. Um, you know, Clark is going to be subbing in. I mean, Cooper is ahead of Clark on the depth chart. I said that the other day. That's very interesting to me. Uh, but they've got some formidable rushers that they can get into the quarterback. And what is how is Vance Joseph going to create pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay, I think they're going to do similar things that they did with Derek Carr, but it's going to be different. But this is—it's a big matchup, I think, really for both teams, but I think especially for the home team. I think the key in all these tight AFC divisions, especially when you go over to the north and the east, you got to win the division games at home. If you got a shot to win the division or get in the playoff, you got to protect your home field advantage. Uh, Conditioning should be Denver should have the conditioning advantage just by being at home in the altitude early on the season. With a lot of these Raiders starters and nobody. You saw it last night. When you don't play a full four quarters in preseason, you cramp up, you're not in the shape. Usually it's gonna take you probably two to three the first two to three weeks of the season to really get in football shape. It doesn't matter how much you run on the treadmill or how many miles, that's a different type of animal. So I definitely give the advantage to Denver in that one. But it's a big one. I won't say a must-win, uh, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have to lose one of these first two games, let it be to the commanders. Can't be to the Raiders. Let it be the week two in the Commanders. But you want to take advantage of this first three, four games because when you turn that corner, when you start talking about after the Jets and the Kansas City two and three weeks, and you talk about Miami, it, it, it's tough. It's going to be tough. 877, 3-7 grind. All right, some other games on my radar. We're going to get to the foundation picks when we get back next segment. But some other games on my radar Cleveland Browns. All right, this game made the foundation play. Um, They're going to be at home hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Deshaun Watson era, in my opinion, officially starts Sunday. I know he played a few games last year toward the end of the season. Uh, You know, he really hasn't played a full season almost two years. But the official season starts, or I should say the official era of the Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, start uh, Sunday. Now, one thing we ain't brought up with, I told you all a couple weeks ago, I had a feeling that old Joe Cool was going to get his bag before the season started. And the number comes out to, uh, he got, now this is a record, $275 million with 219.01. Don't forget that penny. 219.01 fully guaranteed. Now, there was reports circling around there over the last few weeks, like, hey, Joe ain't back at the practice because he ain't got a full contract. He ain't got his new contract. Now, Zach Taylor shot that down. Joe shot that down. He got paid. He set up for the future. It's a lot of money guaranteed. And trust me. I believe the Cleveland D line, they're gonna be looking licking their chops. I know they because Jonas has educated us, they've had success against the Cincinnati Bengals, but this is a big division game to start off the gate as well, too. So I'm definitely looking forward to that Cleveland and Cincinnati Bengals matchup. When we get back, let's take let's go to LA and look at the Miami Dolphins versus the LA Chargers. Definitely want to look at that. And the D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud um, basically era get started as well. Also, you listen to the sports crew. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis, Get a dose, and we have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And finally, this last segment is sponsored by Zing Zang. All right. Don't forget, man, we had a hot, hot summer and technically we're in the fall, but it's still kind of warm, but it's still blazing hot with the Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix. And also don't forget, Zing Zang has a lot of already a lot of pre-made alcoholic drinks that come in different flavors as well. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And don't forget, always Zing Zang responsibly. 87737 grind. All right, as we get into our last segment of the week on this football Friday here on the sports grind, we'll get to the foundation picks here shortly. Uh, Jonas, let me know when we got about five out, and we'll get to them there. Because, you know, without any really things out there, there's not too many. Sometimes I'll give you a breakdown, really, why that particular pick, especially in college. But since, you know, we're early on the season, that'll come here shortly. Um, but usually these are just going to be. You know, lines and numbers that I look for That I'll throw out there And just the protocol We'll get these Make sure you follow me on Twitter If you ain't follow me since it's been on Because I've always told you I'm a boring-ass follow But in the football season You want to make sure you either Facebook, Twitter, uh, business, Facebook, or personal Because most likely I'll be sharing these Probably before um, Usually before 11 o'clock Central Standard Time On Saturdays The college I'll share them through Facebook stories Personal stories Um Maybe you tweet them out. We'll probably have them on Twitter this year. And then Sundays would be usually before noon kickoff. Uh, I'll give them out live on Fridays, and then we'll kind of share them through social media. So if you can't catch the show every Friday, just make sure you follow me either on Twitter or, like I said, send me a friend request on Facebook or go to the business page so you can get the shared stories. But before we get to that, a couple other games I want to touch on on the NFL before we get to that. Um Again, I said it going to the break. Uh, the CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's era starts on the road in Baltimore. Uh, they're a heavy 10 point underdog, maybe down to nine and a half in most spots. Um, look, you know, um, I think when I'm the expectations for me for this Texan team this year. Um, is really about D'Amico setting the tone and the culture. I think if you look at the last two years of the Texans, even with Lovey Smith and the coach before, they've played hard. I mean, their record has been awful. I mean, but they haven't really gotten embarrassed, in my opinion. They didn't really never get embarrassed under Lovey. Um, and I believe that, you know, adding a D'Amico Ryans, who's played for the organization as a player before, and bringing a defensive-minded coach that has the culture and kind of leaning to the strengths, because that has been the Texans' strength in the last two years, really their defense. I think they, he was left some groceries on defense. I think, you know, drafting Anderson out of Alabama right after C.J. Stroud, you got your cornerstones there on defense and offense. And this year is just about setting the culture and competing. Um, you know, if you're able to sneak some games here and there, that's great. I think the AFC South, um, I won't say it's up for the grabs, but because a lot of people like Jacksonville, that's who I picked to win the division. Um, But, again, we know what we like, what we see on paper for Jacksonville, and they probably was ahead, a year ahead of schedule under, you know, their head coach uh, last year. But I still think it's a division where it can still be – wouldn't shock you if it's anybody – not Jacksonville, really what i'm trying to say so uh this will be a challenging game for the texans now however if you're a texan fan i think one of the advantages is is that you have baltimore that's going to have a new offensive coordinator and a new system uh with a quite a new weapons that lamar have so you're going to have to go ahead and navigate through this the best way you can um I believe if you're the offensive side of Baltimore, I don't the same thing I said about Denver's offense. I don't expect Baltimore's offense to be clicking like what it's gonna look like come at the midway point of the and come November late November, December. Uh, but you know, you have pretty much the same coaches staff there for the exceptions of the new offensive coordinator coming over from Georgia. Uh, but I think this will probably be a little bit too much for the Texans, but I do expect it probably to be closer than what the experts thinks due to the fact of the newness of the offense. So they'll get their thing kicked off. The other game that I've been waiting for really uh, since the schedule came out, week one, and that's Miami um, at the Chargers. I'm very high on Miami. Uh, To be honest with you, I was thinking about this last night of having an executive decision of probably replacing Jacksonville with Miami. In that Super Bowl pick, or conference pick, I'm still going to roll with Pittsburgh. And, and but I think I'm going to go ahead and probably put Miami in that AFC Championship game. Make sure you make. We're 100. making an official change. Yeah, here? we're going to make an official change because I can't change this come Monday.
1: All right, so the AFC Championship game, we're taking out the Jags. Yeah, and we're putting in the
0: Dolphins. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh.
1: Yep.
0: I expect a victory from Miami uh, against the Chargers. Now, granted, when they played last year, the Chargers really gave Tua the business. I mean, Tua looked very uncomfortable. They hit him a lot. Um, He couldn't really get too much going. I I think, you know, this has been a lot of talk about how healthy Tua is going to be. I just feel like with the weapons, you know, Waddle. you didn't see him at all at preseason. He was kind of dealing with a little injury there. He's good to go. He's going to play tomorrow. Tyreek Hill has already put it out there. He's looking for two dimes on the season. Translation, 2,000-yard season. And I believe if Tua didn't get hurt, he would have got it last year. And Waddle would have came in about 1,500. Now, if I'm going to be right about this change, And it being Miami getting there to that AFC championship game against Jacksonville, I will tell you, Miami is going to have to find a running game. I mean, I love McDaniels' running play calling. You saw what he did with the 49ers. But I think when you look at Mostert, you look at um, their other back that has to go, I think he's going to be, what, out maybe for the first couple weeks? Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Yeah. They kicked the tires on Delvin Cook. They were the real player involved into the Jonathan Taylor trade. Maybe that's not done all the way yet either. But it's one of those that I really feel like they're going to have to find a way to. You're just not going to let. Now, in this particular game, I think they're probably going to let Tua throw about 20, maybe 25 to 30 throws. But I don't know if that's a recipe. They're going to put up big numbers regardless, I believe. But I feel like, you know, you can't go through a whole schedule and have Tua throwing 30 to 40 times a game or even you get to the high 50 attempts and you're going to think that in this day and age, you think that you're going to run all the way through. I don't believe that. But I've got enough confidence in McDaniels that he'll figure out a running game. But I really like uh, the Miami Dolphins in this one. And like I said, that will really put a highlight on that 325 Central Standard Time kickoff, 225 Mountain Time in uh mile high. What do you got?
1: Before we go to the next game, I want to be sure, though, you still have Saints versus Steelers for the Super Bowl. So even though you have the Dolphins going in place of the Jags to the yeah. AFC Championship game, you
0: still yeah. have Pittsburgh coming out on top. Yes. Okay. The, 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 yes, Saints and Pittsburgh. That's my Super Bowl. Yeah. I couldn't go back and change that. Like, I mean, that, that I gave some thought with that one. I mean, it was just really trying to get, you know, the conference set up and who I really think is going to be there. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And I think the Saints is just because they're going to have an easy schedule. I mean, compared to all the other contenders, even in the NFC, they're going to have – a Pretty much good division to eat off of Unless Derek Carr just falls on his ass Or he gets hurt, and that's a whole other story uh, But no, I think my, Miami's Gonna go out there and get a win uh, Week one, uh, a couple other Things didn't touch on, but two, don't forget Also, I'm talking about errors, official Son Russell, official You know, uh, Deshaun Watson error Well, let's not disrespect the brother down in Indy And Anthony Richards. Uh This is the guy that had all The upside in the draft uh, you know Doug Peterson. I heard him this week. He said it's like preparing for Cam Newton. I'm like, damn, Doug. Can the brother get on the field first? How do we know this is like comparing to Cam Newton? Cam Newton won an MVP. And he got his ass kicked. January, but that's a whole other story. But he won an MVP. But there's a lot of hype about Anthony Richards, But I, as a football fan, okay. I just wish that JT was there to see this. Because this is just, I mean, so we could see what this looks like. Because in my opinion, he is the reason why they hired Steichen and Anthony Richardson. So the Steichen and Richardson era get started at Lucas Oil Field versus those Jacksonville Jaguars. Which, look man, Calvin Ridley, he's got something to prove. I mean, when you get suspended for that. And you're the butt of jokes. You, you, you've had a long time to sit around and think about this. You've had a time to be sitting down seeing DraftKings commercials, MGM Sportbooks commercials. You've had a lot to stew to really come out pissed off and about out of hell. And that's what I'm anticipating to Calvin really. And it's crazy because Calvin really has made people really kind of forget about Christian Kirk. I mean, Christian Kirk did. I mean, I was one of the ones like, damn, y'all can give Christian that kind of money? And then what did Christian Kirk do last season? Came out and bald. What's my other name? What's my other guy over there we we forgetting about? It. He's like the third wheel. Um damn, what's Zay Flowers? Not Zay Flowers. He's with Baltimore, Ricky Baltimore. Who's the other guy that's over there, the third receiver that I'm forgetting in Jacksonville? They've got like a three headed monster almost, but the prime is gonna be Calvin Ridley as the one. Okay, uh, the Chris, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. There you go. Not Zay Flowers. I, I, I need a big year from Zay Flowers. And, and they got Evan
1: Ingram at tight end still too.
0: Yeah. They paid him big to come back. And let's not forget what they got on the ground. You don't think Miami would like to ETN right now? Now, I think too, I think ETN gets a lot of runs still from his years at college and Clemson and playing that. But I think you, and we know that he lost his whole first rookie year because of his injury. But I think you see spots here and there. So I'm expecting a bounce back in a good year, maybe be in contention, come back. I don't know. But I I like this Jacksonville team really because they're head coach. I like Doug Peterson. I really do I mean he has turned this around And can you imagine I mean think about Where they were at They just had a debacle With Urban Meyer It was a laughing I mean reports He kicked the kicker In practice It was bad And Khan Which I think That's his name The owner He had to go out And make a decision To go out And make that hire Was important And he nailed it With Doug P. he bought the right guy in For the right job And look at him now They're the favorites To win the South I was telling AC last night, I said, you know what, man, I know he hasn't passed yet, but Bill Polian is rolling around in his grave, along with Peyton Manning, who was on your TV a lot, by the way, too. Peyton's bank account looks stupid. I know it does. And Eli right there with them. They attacking the, they attacking the corporate America the same way they attacked opponents on Sunday. They want it in all. And they're very meticulous about it. But anyway. He always has orange in all his commercials. I can't see blue anywhere. But anyway, he's always a Colt, though. Look, man, Peyton Manning and Bill Polin is rolling around their grave to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who would thought there would ever be a day that the Indianapolis Colts would be a five-point underdog at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars? How times have changed. But that's the reality. Now, what I think you're going to see a lot early from Anthony Richardson, I think there's going to be a lot of RPOs. I mean, I, I just feel that, you know, he could shock a lot of people in regards to how comfortable he looks in the pocket and going down the field and passing. But I can tell you right now, I mean, and if I'm Michael Pittman, you know, because this Jonathan Taylor situation, I think has a trickle-down effect on a lot of their guys. I think it's going to be hard. You know, Michael Pittman's going to be looking for a bag here pretty soon, too. But I don't know what Michael Pittman has done. I know what he did at USC. (laughs) But, you know, so my point is you're going in a system where you got a quarterback that's so raw and his strength is really what he can do with his leg. And, yes, he's got a cannon. But the question is, and this is on Steichen, what kind of passing offense are you going to be able to do to make this young man comfortable so he can get his feet wet getting into the NFL? Because all I heard in all offseason, oh, man, Steichen with Jalen Hurts. Like I said, they act like Jalen Hurts was Tim Tebow. He was already he already had talent. Well, let's see what the young Steichen can do. So I'll definitely have uh, my eye on that game as well. Also, so it should be an interesting kickoff uh, week to week one the NFL. I mean, I think last night was a pretty damn good game to start the season. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, it you know it wasn't that ugly penalty wise. I mean, yeah, you had some drop balls paused by Kansas City receivers, but that's just a product of what you pay for. I mean, that's my opinion. Um, but I think it was off to a good start last night, and I think you got a lot of good games in early math. I still don't like these all these damn division games early on, and I can't really leave to get to the foundation picks without giving some, uh, we talk about errors, the Lafleur, as Stephen A. calls it, and pretty much, you know, um, Jordan Love. What is Jordan Love going to look like after sitting three years behind Aaron Rodgers? And I think I've – speaking of Kool-Aid, I think I've drunk the Kool-Aid a little bit on Green Bay's roster as well too. They're a one-point underdog. This game didn't make it. It could have. But they're a one-point underdog going to roll with Chicago. Think about the last time Chicago to beat Green Bay. My thing is like you don't beat this guy in his first start. When are you going to beat him? But I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love going there and crushed the buildings. All right, man. Let's get to the foundation picks. Like I said, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can do it at Sports Grind. If you're not with me on Facebook, follow me because Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I will share these picks again through the story and social media as well. Also, uh, but I will give them out every Friday. So here we go, Week One edition. We've got to bounce back. How? What do you think college was about? Forty percent last year. Jones thirty-eight. It was a horrible. It's one of my worst college years in my career doing this but we're looking to bounce back rear view mirrors like Sean said we don't care about what has happened okay you know real quick before I get this, you know the reports have it Sean had, a, had a, a video that he showed the team right when he got there and it was a Bronco going off the cliff meaning like this is over that's last season that's part of self that's that mind stuff you know gotta change things like get away from it stop kissing babies ain't running for no politician else here i said it too all right so here we go what do you got jonas
1: you were 38.9 oh my on goodness i knew
0: you would have that marked down and remember no not again i'm like Dak. i won't be throwing double digit interceptions this year we ain't going 38 58% in college 58 on nfl yeah but that don't count that's too much dude that's funky down there 38 anyway all right foundations college i don't usually don't start this early by the way but college i'm gonna go with iowa At Iowa State, minus four. Look, man, you know, from – I don't even – I didn't even watch Iowa State last year. I mean, excuse me, last week. From gambling scandals, quarterbacks not there, three other plays. Look, there's one thing about Frenz. He always keeps a a hell of an Iowa team. This is that in-state robbery. They're catching four on the road. I'll take Iowa. Oklahoma State. I think they struggled last week, if I'm not mistaken. They almost lost. If they did lose, they might have lost to some little sisters of the poor. I don't know what kind of team Gundy got down there, but they're going on the road, I believe, against Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State is definitely in a rebuild uh, type of situation. Um, I don't know how successful they were in the portal, but they're catching a minus three on the road, Oklahoma State. I'm going to at least think that they can go on the road to get Arizona State. What do you got?
1: Uh, they beat Central Arkansas 27-13 in Stillwater. So yeah, a home that, game yeah. and you get by Central Yeah,
0: Arkansas. that that was that's that's kind of nasty. So, but I'm gonna go with them on the road, minus three. And then Miami Hurricanes. I'm riding with Crystal Ball, man, it gets AM. AM might win this game, but I think I like that hook plus three and a half, and they might win this game outright. Uh, so there you go. Iowa minus four, Oklahoma State minus three, and Miami plus three and a half. And then for your NFL side, I've been talking a lot about. It. I'm going to take, the, take that candy and that points. That's Miami plus three on the road with the Chargers. I just think they're going to learn from last year's game. They're going to be able to protect two a little bit more. Uh, this is a defense that's still got a lot of question marks, I believe, with Chargers. But we'll see. But I like them plus three. Cleveland. I didn't even know this, Jones, but give me that stat. What's the stat against the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, they've won seven
1: of the last ten. Uh, they had a five-game winning streak snapped uh, in the last game of last season. Well,
0: let's make it eight out of the last 11 because that minus two that Cincinnati's every that's just one of those drunken Vegas, oh, man, only two? Cleveland sucks. Yeah, we don't take Joe Burrow. He got paid. As my man Lee Curso would say, not so fast. I'm going to take Cleveland plus two to win that outright. I think Deshaun's going to be jumping, chomping at the bit to go. Um, and my last one, I was gonna. It was torn between these last two, and I'm gonna give you a little free lean out there. But I'm gonna take Seattle at home against the Rams minus five. I couldn't go all dogs, even though I think last night set the tone that dogs gonna be barking this weekend. This is not official part of the picks, but the guy, the team that was very close to that last one. Look at that! Anytime you can get Bill Belichick plus four at home, I don't give a damn if it's the defending the NFC champs or not. You gotta look at that one. But that is a wrap for the day and the week. Special thanks to the producers of the show, Jonas Clark. All right, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you at the snooze button and for you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See on Monday.
2: The biggest savings of the season are at specs. The fun starts here.